and welcome to the podcast. This is Classical Music Decoded. I'm Dino Madramuthu. Today's episode focuses on Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto in D Major. For work that's so widely enjoyed, Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto had a bit of a difficult time finding its place in the world. In 1877, Tchaikovsky suffered a nervous breakdown. His brother Modiest believed a bit of travel will help him recover, so off they went, first to Italy and then on to the town of Clarence in Switzerland. Tchaikovsky by then had acquired a patron named Nadezda von Meck. They had a bit of an unusual arrangement in that they agreed never to meet in person and communicated through letters instead. A young violinist named Josef Kotek sometimes functioned as an intermediary between the two correspondents, passing letters on from one to another. He joined the Tchaikovsky brothers in Clarence, bringing with him a suitcase full of music. Josef Kotek and Pyotr Tchaikovsky spent their time playing through different works for violin and piano. One of these works was an arrangement of Eduard Lalo's Symphony Espagnole, which, despite its title, is a violin concerto. Tchaikovsky enjoyed it very much, and it inspired him to compose his own violin concerto. He completed the first draft in two weeks. He revised the second movement, and Kotek advised him on the violin parts. A month after he started, Tchaikovsky completed the orchestration, and the violin concerto was ready to go. A date for the premiere was booked for sometime in March 1879 and Tchaikovsky knew exactly who he wanted the soloist to be. A leading violinist from Hungary named Leopold Auer, who agreed to do it. Tchaikovsky dedicated the concerto to Auer and sent him the score. The response he received left him gobsmacked. Auer was critical of the violin parts and said the concerto was unplayable. Tchaikovsky was deeply offended and fell out with Auer. He withdrew the dedication and cancelled the premiere. His disappointment is palpable in the following quote, where he said the rejection from a person of Auer's standing had the effect of casting this unfortunate child of my imagination into the limbo of the hopelessly forgotten. Two years passed before a violinist named Adolf Brodsky asked if he could play the concerto. Tchaikovsky agreed and the premiere took place in December 1881 with the Vienna Philharmonic Orchestra accompanying. But it was not a good performance. Brodsky played well enough, but the score was full of mistakes and the orchestra was under-rehearsed. Unfortunately, the premiere was attended by Eduard Hanslick, the most influential music critic in Vienna at the time. He wrote a famously vituperative review where he said that the concerto qualified as music that stinks in the ear. While Hanslick did praise the second movement, he also said that the violin is no longer played, it is beaten and torn apart, and that the concerto was odorously Russian, reminiscent of Bad holidays, dirty faces, and the smell of vodka. This review cut Tchaikovsky to the quick, and it was said that years later he could still recall every word from memory. 
The concerto's first setback was Auer's rejection. The second was Hunslick's review. Fortunately, Tchaikovsky did have a few allies who came to the defense of the work. Surprisingly, one of them was Leopold Auer, who said Hunslick's review did not do the critic's reputation any credit. Furthermore, Auer became the concerto's champion and taught it to his students, one of whom was the esteemed violinist Yasha Heifetz. Years after declining the invitation to play it, Auer explained that he did not think the concerto was unplayable, but rather it was difficult to play. Auer's rejection and Hunslick's dismissive review should have put the kiss of death on this concerto, but it didn't. Instead, the work became highly regarded and immensely popular, and its popularity was helped along by a recording which featured Yasha Heifetz as the soloist. In Tchaikovsky's Piano Concerto No. 1 in B-flat minor, there's a theme that's played right at the beginning and is never heard again over the course of the work. And it's the same here for the Violin Concerto in D major. There's an introductory theme that gets the concerto off to a start. It's played once and never heard again. The main theme is played by the violin soloist. The soloist also introduces the second theme. On the score it's marked con molto espressione, with great expressiveness. It's hard to think of any theme by Tchaikovsky that should be played any differently. This theme builds to a climax and ushers in the return of the main theme, which this time is played by the orchestra. Later on the cadenza begins and ends before the main theme is played again. In the second movement, there's a somber introductory passage and it's played by the woodwinds.
the violin soloist then introduces the first subject. It has that quality that, to me, is present in many Eastern European melodies, in that it's melancholic and, at the same time, compellingly beautiful. Thereafter, the second subject is introduced. After the second subject is played, the first subject returns, and so too does the sombre woodwind introduction that was played at the beginning of the movement. Towards the end, the basses become more prominent and give the impression that the movement is winding down to a close, but suddenly it zips into the third movement. There is no pause between the second and third movements. There's a short orchestral introduction before the soloist leaps into the first theme, which is influenced by a Russian folk dance called a trepak. The soloist here gives the impression of a fiddler at a folk music gathering. The second theme is also played by the soloist. The low strings are a bit ponderous, as if the theme is building momentum. And then it speeds up until it's whirling like a dervish. Thereafter, the bassoon introduces a part 
that's a variation on the second theme. For the rest of the movement, the second theme returns as does the first theme, and so too does the bassoon variation which we just heard. And this movement, the final movement of the work, ends with a flourish. There's a race to the finish line by both the orchestra and the soloist. I mentioned a few minutes ago that Tchaikovsky's Violin Concerto in D major is one of the most popular in classical music. How did it become so highly regarded and so immensely popular? Well, it showcases Tchaikovsky's melodic gift, this knack he had for writing melodies that just stick, that stay in your mind and move the heart. Also, because it's Tchaikovsky, it's music off the heart, his compositions are criticised for their lack of structural rigour and their lack of development sometimes, and those are valid criticisms. But in my view, his music is better for it. Tchaikovsky wrote music in which the heart runs free. This is Classical Music Decoded. I'm Dino Madramutu. If you'd like to get in touch, I'm on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Dino D-E-A-N-O underscore mad, M-A-D, at Dinomad. You can also send me an email, and my email address is cmd, classical music decoded, cmd at vivaldi.net. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Feel free to listen to the other episodes in the series.